Okay, welcome back to the 13th episode of my beloved podcast, which is, of course, the Bound Up Podcast. My name's Albie, and today on the podcast, we have four amazing segments for you. We'll kick it off with the weekly whack, uh, full of some great news of um, the roundabout of the cricket world over the last fortnight. Then we'll be moving in to predictions, where I will make quite a calculated but risky prediction of what I will think in an upcoming cricket match. Then we'll move on to obscure rules, where I will talk about an unknown rule, but it's not really an unknown rule. It's just a rule that most people who enjoy watching cricket or playing cricket just don't understand because it's a bit of a silly rule. And then the fourth and final segment that will be wrapping up the podcast for today will be, of course, What a Snag, the moment of the week where I talk about something amazing that has happened in the cricketing world over the last fortnight. So let's get straight into it. But before we start... If you don't know, here in Australia, we have a sport called AFL, which is called Australian Rules Football. And Australian Rules Football is pretty much where you play with a oval ball and kick it into some big sticks. It's a bit more complicated than that, but I absolutely love the game. And so does one of my friends who started a podcast called Bounce Down, a footy podcast. So if you want any footy news um, when we're coming into the footy season, then you can head over to his podcast, Bounce Down, a footy podcast on all pretty much all um, podcast websites. So let's get into the Bowed Up podcast for today with the Weekly Whack. This is the Weekly Whack. Welcome to the first segment for today's episode, which is, of course, the Weekly Whack. Let's get straight into it with the details have been confirmed for the Australia versus Sri Lanka series in Sri Lanka. The series will begin with three T20 internationals, then in the middle, five one-day internationals, and then it will finish with two test match series. Uh, the hosts of this series will be Colombo, Kandi and Galay and they will be the hosts of the mo- of Australia's multi-format visit to the subcontinent. It was great to see some cricket being played in Pakistan but hopefully we can see some great cricket to be played in Sri Lanka as well. If you didn't know because of COVID-19, Australia hasn't played much um, overseas cricket over the last couple of years so it's been great to see them play a lot of cricket overseas this year. Um, moving on, the IPL or Indian Premier League is set to be uh, set to begin on the 26th of March with the Mumbai Indians and Kolkata Knight Riders facing off. For the first time in the last two editions of the tournament, the games are set to be played in India. Because of COVID-19, the games over the last couple of years have been played or moved um, to the UAE. So um, it's a bit disappointing for Indian fans over the last couple of years, but hopefully we can see good crowd numbers um, this year at the IPL so they can keep supporting their IPL teams. The first 55 matches will be played in Mumbai and then the final 15 in Maharashtra. Moving on, Australia has won their three Test Match Series versus pa- Pakistan on the final day. Australia batted first and got 391 on the board with Usman Khawaja making 91, Cam Green making 79 and Alex Carey with 67 all making half centuries. You may be thinking, Usman Khawaja, you missed out on another century. Don't worry, he made an unbeaten century in the second innings with 104 not out before Pat Cummins decided to, um, of course, declare 
uh, with them three for 227 with a 350 run lead. Um, that led to a great finish with Pat Cummins bowling Nassim Shah to win the match and seal the series. Cummins won man of the match with five for 56 and three for 23 in the second inning. So great to see Australia win some test match cricket in the subcontinent. Um, obviously, if you didn't watch it, the first two matches, the pictures were pretty much roads and they didn't offer much for the bowlers and was pretty much just one-sided towards the batters in the game. So this game, the final um, test match, was great to see that it offered both for um, bowlers and batters, which is good to see in a subcontinent match. Moving on, Steve Smith has been ruled out of the Pakistan one-day internationals in T20 um, against Pakistan because of injury. He has had an elbow injury over the last um, couple months and that meant that Swepson has been brought into the squad. Swepson has just taken opportunities left, right and centre over the last couple months, which is good to see. Hopefully we can see him um, get in the green and gold and make Australia to, um, proud against um, Pakistan in those subcontinent conditions. Elise Perry, the star rounder, could only play um, as a batter in the Women's World Cup of the semi-final because of soreness. Um, the coach said that if they get in the final, they want her to be really fit so she can be a dangerous bowler and batter. So they might just play her as a batter in the semi-final just to be um, um, cautious of her fitness if they get into that um, great final of the Women's World Cup. Moving on, Western Australia ha will host the Sheffield Shield final for the first time in 24 years after beating Victoria by an innings and 51 runs. The final is set to begin on the 30th of March and at the Wacker. So hopefully we can see a big crowd. Make sure you get down there if you live in Western Australia because it's great to see some good cricket be played um, in Western Australia. So that all that is all we have time for today on the weekly whack let's move on to the next segment of predictions time to predict with predictions welcome to predictions where obviously i predict something let's get straight into it with a very risky but calculated prediction if you didn't watch the under 19 world cup um, a couple months ago you may or may not have seen 17 year old western australian young gun teague wiley go about his business the opener from from western australia built quite the reputation for himself making a century and a couple of half centuries against um various teams in the under-19 World Cup and was also included in the team of the tournament as an opener. So he did very well in that tournament and came back to Australia in some very good form. He was included in a couple of the Sheffield Shield squads over the last few months and then finally made his debut a couple days ago against Victoria as a 17-year-old and made 42 off 95. And this is where we lead into my big prediction. It's a very bold prediction, I must say. If Teague Wiley gets selected in the Sheffield Shield final for WA, I think he will make his maiden first-class century in his second game for WA. He has the talent. He's good enough. We saw in the first game he played, he got 42 off 95, but just missed out on that half-century, and I think he's got it in him. He's been in some good um, form, some good touch, and I reckon he's going to make a great ton for Western Australia and hopefully lead them to victory in the final. So that is my prediction for today. I know it's very bold, but hopefully we can 
can return next week and hear that young Teague Wiley has made a ton in the Sheffield Shield final. That's all for me today on predictions. On to the next segment. What kind of rule is that? This is obscure rules. Welcome to Obscure Rules for today's episode and to all the listeners who are listening to today's segment, please put your thinking caps on. This is a very in-depth rule and when you think of in-depth in cricket, you of course think of the DLS method, commonly known as the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern method and it's very complicated, takes a lot of maths so make sure you turn your brains on so you all understand what this rule means because we always see in limited overs matches when the DLS is used for uh, rain interruptions or weather interruptions and we don't really know what it means so today I will run over it for you. So let's start off with some history of the DLS method. Prior to the DLS method the umpires just calculated the run rate at which the chasing team was going and then calculated whether they would have made the total that the first team had set for them in the second innings. And this is quite unfair in my opinion and many people's opinion and this is why they changed it because if the chasing team knew they only had like 35 or 40 overs to bat, they would have batted more aggressively, which meant that they might have gotten to the total in that amount of overs, which is why that has been changed to the DLS method. And it also happened because in 1992, in the 1992 World Cup semi-final, there was a situation when it began to rain where there was 13 balls left and South Africa needed only 22, which sounds like a lot of runs off 13 balls. But we know in this day and age and over the last 30 years that players are very, they are very aggressive and they know how to hit a ball very fast. So this was definitely possible for South Africa too yet. But rain interrupted play which meant that both teams had to go off and because they had no DLS method or anything like that to help um, them make a fair decision this meant that they just took away the amount of balls that um, were taken away because of the time it um, rained for and this meant that South Africa when they came back on to bat they needed 22 off one ball which is just ridiculous in my opinion so this caused Two English statisticians, Frank Duckworth and Tony Lewis, to invent the Duckworth-Lewis method. It was finally added into the rule books by the ICC in 1999 and has been used ever since. It is now known as the Duckworth-Lewis-Stern method. And this is where it gets really complicated. The DLS method states that each team has two resources, which means that they have wickets remaining. So if a team's forfeit, then they have six wickets remaining and overs. So if rain interrupts when they're in the 35th over, then they have 15 overs left. And they devised a table. They made a table and a formula for the calculation when rain or weather interrupted the play. So this is my example. This isn't a real example. This isn't just an example I've made up. So... If Australia decided to bat first and got 324 and used up all their resources, 100% of their resources in 50 overs, and then Pakistan chased and made 4 for 163 after 35 overs, and then it began to rain, which caused the rest of the game to be called off. And because of the DLS method and a lot of World Cup situations and limited overs match situations, you want there to be a result because it's more exciting and adds something more to the game. It began to rain and that's when the DLS method came into action. So there's a table for the DLS method and I'll link in the description of this episode a website with a, uh, with a table in it. 
and the table states that if you look on the left where the overs are left and it says 15 overs left which is how many overs Pakistan had left before it started to rain and then how many wickets they lost which was four this meant that they still hadn't used 37.6% of their resources which is unfair because it got rained off so this is when the calculation comes into place we take 37.6, which is the percent of Pakistan's resources that were unused, from 100%, which is the amount of um, the resources that were used by Australia because they got all 50 overs and all wickets to bat. And then this equals 62.4. And this then means that we take that 62.4 and then times 324, which was the total that Australia set in the first innings, and then we times that by 0.624. I don't know why you times it by that, but you just have to, because that's what uh, Duckworth and Lewis invented. And then if we do this, this calculation equals 202.18, but of course you round it just to 202 runs because it's easier. And then after this, so keep your thinking caps on, everybody. You take 202. 0.18 or rounded back down to 202 and then you take 163 which was the total that Pakistan got to by the um by the 35th over until it started to rain then you take that away and it equals 39.18 which means that Pakistan would have lost by 39 runs because of the method and this is where we get into why why did they lose and how did they lose so if Pakistan knew that they had this is when they calculated a par score. And a par score means that if it started to rain at the beginning and 15 overs were rained out and then there were 35 overs left, that means that Pakistan has 35 overs to bat and then they will create a like a DLS method, use the DLS method to make the par score. And this par score would have equaled 202 because it's pretty much predicting where Australia would have been at if they were in the same situation as Pakistan would have been. And this means because of um, Pakistan only at 163 by the 35th over um, when it started to rain. This means they lost by 39 runs, which is a bit disappointing for Pakistan, but this is only a made-up example. So hopefully you enjoyed. It was a bit complicated today, but when we look at cricket, there's lots of limited over format games that we don't know what's happening when they use the DLS method. And I thought everyone should understand what's happening because, well, you need to understand how they got a result from a game that got rained out for half of it. So that's all we have time for today in Obscure Rules. And on to the fourth and final segment. What a snag, the moment of the week. Welcome to Water Snag, which is the moment of the week. Today on Water Snag, we'll be going over Ash Gardner, Ashley Gardner from the Australian women's cricket team. She took an amazing catch, one of the catches of the tournament in a Women's World Cup match the other day. It was absolutely amazing. She was at deep square leg. She was running back and... She pretty much looked like she nearly gave up, but just stuck her hand up just in case. It just caught in the edge of her hand. She put her hand up, full stretch, jumped up in the air and caught it with one hand. She was pretty astonished by everything. Her teammates ran over. Everyone was cheering. It was pretty exciting. And the umpire's reactions were absolutely priceless. I don't have any audio for today, but you can just imagine that Ash Gardner's catch in that World Cup match 
it created so much for that um, for the Australians in that match, and it caused them to actually win because of that. Because sometimes in those cup matches where it means a lot to that team, one catch, one amazing catch like Ash Gardner took, can actually change the whole game because of just one moment when a fielder does something amazing or it sets the tone that um, it tells the batters that that team is there for the fight and that team will be willing to hunt them down and beat them. So that's all for Water Snag for today. Sorry we couldn't get any audio, but we'll be back next week with another Water Snag. Thank you all for listening to the Bailed Up podcast for today. It's very, very exciting that we've got this far in the Bailed Up podcast to the 13th episode. So thank you all for listening. Make sure you listen to all the episodes to catch up on any obscure rules like we did today. Today's obscure rule was very complicated. Some of the things were very risky in the segments that we did today. But I like to do that because... I really like recording this podcast. And if you like this podcast, make sure you share it with as many people as possible so I can keep making it and you can keep enjoying it. So thank you all for listening. Albie's out.